Okay, last call. Order now before I turn on the lights and you really see what's going on with yourselves. Dance with my dogs in the nighttime. In the kitchen, looking like third In the kitchen, looking like third You got bars? Nah, man, I'm just feeling. I'm, I'm still feeling like I'm at I'm at a Migos event. You know, I tell you what, I you know what I'm mad about that Migos event. Like them, they didn't perform any songs. It didn't matter. I didn't want them to. Have you ever seen them perform? Yeah, I've seen them perform. They are not good performers. They weren't that bad. What? They're they terrible performers, dog. So, what are you talking about? They're really. I, but loud. here's the thing. I know these. They're good. I know the experience yeah. he's speaking I, from. Uh, I went to the Meadows Festival. Okay, where were you sitting? I was behind. I was backstage. Exactly. I was in the crowd watching them. It's a different experience. Well, all I'm saying is, from backstage, it looked like they were on Xanax, yeah. Perks, liquor, and weed at the same time. And they could have been on all that. And if he was in the crowd, you would have been rocking with it yeah, way more than no, if you were sitting because, backstage. No, but with it the wasn't cool coming people. from them. It, the energy wasn't coming from them. The energy you were speaking of was coming from the speakers, and your eyes were closed, and you were just like, woo, woo. You were just vibing out. No, I was taking it in. I it was, was backstage it was watching, watching Quavo do this. <laughs> Yo, he wasn't even speaking, bro. His his mouth wasn't moving, fam. Well, like I said, I don't know, bro. I've seen uh, Migos perform. They perform high as hell. Uh, I mean, okay, <laughs> not good, neither not here, good high. Neither here nor there. Oh, that. like finished, like nah. done. They're done. I don't know. I've seen them perform many times, and I'm like, oh, at the Meadows, they were. I don't know. Maybe they're overheated. It was uh, hot outside. Also, know. you cannot judge their entire career based <laughs> off of the one what? performance that you saw backstage. <laughs> All I'm saying is, there you go. Hey, uh, 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 Travis Scott has never go. had a. Down performance ever. Also, in his life. you can also never say never if no. you haven't seen every I've single no. one of his performances. No, I could tell off his energy. He's never had a low <laughs> energy. Tell off his energy. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, bro. When was the last what? time you saw a Travis Scott show backstage? I've never been backstage at a Travis. My Scott point show. exactly. Mm-hmm. But what I'm com- saying is, it's a completely different experience one, if you're backstage. No, because I've seen. No, 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 no. I was there in uh, 21 Savage. He, I was backstage for that too, and he was going ham. That was 21 Savage went too. ham. He didn't at the act festival. like he was on 10 different drugs at the same time. Well, he was on that, too. Um, what's going on, folk? How y'all doing? Uh, my name is Ken. I'm Nick. And I'm Dave. And you're listening to The Last Call Podcast. Um, we got a special guest in the building with us today. Go ahead, bro. Introduce yourself. Hey, what's going on, man? This is uh, Corey Rouse. Inspires, I guess, if you will, from the Instagram tag. Facts. <laughs> what's up, man? Ain't what's shit, though. On, fellas? What you do, man? What Tell- do you inspire? Like, oh, what? all right, man. <laughs> Listen, we can put you on the spot here, bro. I mean, it's 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 not really the spot, okay? Because I'm with my homies, exactly. So it's easy, but and uh, you got a little Cavassier in your cup, it's a, and he got some a little Cavassier. Yeah, we. <laughs> um, all right, so pretty much, man. I'm I'm like a celebrity trainer, if you will. That's okay, not really like the tagline that I like to go with. I'm just a uh, somebody that's trying to, I guess, better better the people I work with. Dope. You know, trying to empower those that. You know, need inspiration and kind of need to find a way. Sure, if you will. So tell the folks where they can find you on Instagram again. Uh, Corey Rouse inspires. Corey Rouse inspires yeah. with an E spelled out C O R E Y inspires. Bet bet that. So Rouse R O U S E because everybody jacks that up. It's E's in both sides of his name. Do you think they're not? <laughs> <laughs> so who are some of the um, celebrities you've trained? Um, I guess to to name just a short few, uh, Chris Noth from uh, Sex in the City. Okay, that was uh, your first big dude, right? Yeah, like, that was yeah. my first big client. Uh, prior to him, I was working with Luke James right as the start of his career. Well, not really the start of his career, but the first EP he dropped. Okay, mm-hmm. and um, I want to say Mac Wiles. Yeah, yeah. So those those are my like three people that I can disclose. You know what I mean, but there's there's more on bubbling yeah. underneath the surface. But yeah, also man. the the Mac Wilds thing, and that's the homie for years now. Indeed. But like, bro, you turned that man around, <laughs> bro. It's like in the most like, and I hate to be like a, a super pause worthy kind of shit, but like, fam, god damn, I was like, bro, all right, all right, Corey real now, Corey real. I mean, I knew he was real before. I've seen like, real I was, I saw, um, I think we we mentioned you because I had watched, uh, not Stomp the Yard. Burning, burning sands, sands. Okay. and there was like a scene where like uh, your man's Ro Timmy was coming out the shower, and I was like, "All right, cool, that's Corey right oh, there." Oh, all right, yeah, yeah. Boom, you could attribute Corey. some of but that to that. Yeah. But I used to style Mac back when he was on Epic with uh, ah. on that first album, so I've seen Mac. Right, <laughs> right, right. You so see the, Mac in the yes, nest. Yes, so, in the nest. <laughs> yeah. So, so to see him now, I'm like, yeah. yeah <laughs> right. Oh no, Corey real. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Corey real. Yeah, like even that before and after picture that you posted of yeah. Mac, I was like, yeah, damn, yeah. like. 
Corey. Oh, I mean, I've already I've trained with Corey. Yeah, like, yeah. We I've together, been though. I've been in the in, yeah. in the lab with in Corey. I'm not gonna front. The first time I worked out with Corey, <laughs> yo, we go talk about that. It. I'm not gonna front. I threw up. You're not built for this life. Yo, I would. Yo, that joint was real. My man Nick came in. I told Nick I was like, yo, I was like, yo. I've done boxing before. I've done right. a whole bunch of shit. Like, whatever. It's going to be a dope workout. <laughs> we get in. It's like 85 degrees Bruh. in Corey's spot. Yeah. <laughs> what time? What time? Damn. This was like, what t- it was like 7 a.m., 8 a.m. Yeah, early morning. Um, early morning, slightly. The first thing he had me do was uh, he had me uh, running upstairs. And after I did the stairs, came down, did some like resistance training. It, I was doing things that weren't necessarily that difficult, but right. they were high intensity and I was good up until I finished the workout. And I think that was the assessment. I think we first assessed. Yeah. Like, we did a little... That, was the, that wasn't even the work. Like, like, that right. was basically him saying, like... I, I want to know how far I can push you. Yeah. He right, was like, right, all right, right, after this, you need to work on that, this, the third. He right. did, like, a whole body fat assessment. Oh, yeah, man. It was like you walked into Equinox. Because, I mean, you trained at Equinox, right? Yeah, I trained at Equinox. So, if, you, if, you, if you've ever been to Equinox, like, the first uh, training sessions you go to, they give you, like, a whole body fat assessment, all of that body right. mass index, all that scientific... Yeah stuff um so yeah we worked out for like a solid few months and i was feeling myself it was summertime yo nick every party i was going to i was like up it's hot nick Nick, Nick, Nick was coming out his shirt for every reason i'm like (laughs) yeah i was feeling myself so (laughs) nah Corey, Corey, definitely the real deal i know firsthand i appreciate that for sure man definitely so how long you been training man i've been training for about 10 years now okay yeah roughly 10 years was it like oh, I'm in fit shape and I know how to get in fit shape so I know how to get people in fit shape? Or was it like a bunch of people coming up to you like, yo, bro, I see you getting it in. Like, do you have any tips for me? Like, how did it lead into that Well, you know what, man? For a large sum of my my entire life, I've been an athlete, man. I was a, man, I was a national ranked swimmer. And that was, a lot of people don't know that about me, but that was the start to any of my, like, exposure to fitness. Right. But it was so organic for me to just transcend to that direction and you know for for many different reasons like I wasn't sure what I wanted to major in in college to be fair Mm -hmm. like I was in school and I was done swimming I was like yo I gave up a potential Olympian career because I didn't want to swim anymore I just fell out of love for the sport and so um man I was confused (laughs) To say the least, I was confused in college. I didn't know where I wanted to go. And I sucked at math, but I really wanted to be an accountant. I was like, yo, I want to be an accountant. I'm trying to make some money. And, um, man, I think it was uh, my best friend who had the same background as me. He wanted to be a kinesiologist, and I never knew what the hell that was. I was like, oh, so you like a doctor of like working out. You're not like a trainer. You're like 10 times better. And so I was like, all right, well, that kind of came into mind right around that, like that option point before I made a, a crazy decision and probably dropped out of college. Right. But um, that's essentially where it kind of began. I made a decision I had no clue. I, I didn't know any information about. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just seemed super easy for me to do because I was already in the NIST. I was already an athlete. Right. So that was second nature. You know, What's up, man? How many times would uh, do you train every day, man? I, contrary to popular belief, bro, I and and my clients notice I probably only work out maybe maybe two to three times a week. Okay, and that three is stretching it for sure. But uh, you know, I'm kind of relying more on the uh, genetic aspect. Got you, got you. Of the spectrum. I so I mean so even so. I know with working out, so, like, I've been on, like, the higher end of the scale of, like, 230, 240. I'm like, damn, I'm getting too... I have to cut back down on carbs. I have to cut back down on food. I have to pick up my cardio, right? I've also been on the lower end of the scale where I'm trying to put on weight. Like, around when I was younger, like, around 180, I'm like, damn, I want to get to 200. Right. I have to get up to 190. I have to get up to 200. So, um, I guess my question is, is it easier to cut pounds than to gain pounds? And... With that, what is the process that goes into? Mm. Like, I know for a lot of people, it's winter time right now, but summer's coming soon. So there's a lot of people that want to lose like that five, ten pounds. What's the easiest route right. to going about losing that? Right. Um. Well, I, all right. So just to, I guess, kill a stereotype because I think there's this large 
I guess, like information bubble in the air that people are just like Wikipedia. Right. You know what I mean? Like, oh, cut carbs. And people can kind of like add their own shit to it. But um, I don't believe that you should be cutting carbs. I mean, carbs are your energy. Like, you know, what are you going to do without your energy? Right. And so you have these people who are like losing weight. And they're seeing the pounds drop. And I think we're so focused on the pounds aspect that it's like, that's our definition of progress. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm changing. But w- what you're really doing is you, you're you're cutting down weight, but you're not having any foundation behind that. So what happens is you lose weight, but you lose muscle too. Mm-hmm. Right? And so we end up with this, like, situation ship with the... You know, like skinny the extra fat. Skin. You like skinny fat yeah. or it's baggy, whatever it is. But you know what I mean. So mm. that's um, the worst type of. I think like that's the worst body type. Whenever you're no, it's the worst. You're slim, but you're flabby. Yo, like that's like that, yeah. like now you're like you're like in the in the in the garbage somewhere. <laughs> like you really can't find where you fit no more. Right, you're like right, damn, right. am I fat or am I skinny? Yeah, <laughs> right. I don't know, but I know I'm not in shape. Right, something's wrong. But, so, uh, so like with, with, with training, right? So whenever you go to a personal trainer, they don't discuss usually what they're going to have you do. Like when I went to you, you just we kind of right. just went into starting right, right, right. run up the fucking stairs, dog. Right. So how do trainers actually decide what they're going to do? Like, do you decide on the spot or do you make a plan before you meet with the person? Like, how do you decide if I'm going to be doing deadlifts? Uh, yeah, how does that work? All right, so, I mean, before any process, and I mean, if you've ever worked with a trainer, if you've been really thrown into the shit just from the jump, then you're not dealing with somebody who understands that everybody is different and that you need to be assessed. There's a test that goes on prior to you even going any further from the time that you walk in the door to the time you leave. Right. That test needs to, I guess, it needs to assess exactly where you stand. What like I need to find out exactly how active you are. That's the first question I want to know. What do you do for a living? What are you doing on a day to day basis? And how often are you in the gym? And once I figure that out, that that already lets me know who I'm dealing with. I've worked with enough people to know that if you have a desk job and you're working 60 hours, 70 hours a week, you practically go to the gym never. Or and maybe not, once. And you're not physically right. active. You're not physically active. And so there's like maybe three or four um, lanes that you would place somebody in, categories. And uh, that's either you're, you know, not active or you're, you know, s- somewhat active. And then there's like that optimum level. And then there's that Olympium level. Like, gotcha. yo, I go to the gym six days a week. Right, right, right. You right. know, <sighs> but uh, that has to be probably assessed. You do like a muscle endurance test. You do a muscle strength test those things you mm-hmm. need to go through before you can place anybody under that kind of strenuous activity because i'm not going to throw you into the shit if, and if you <laughs> have you die on me yeah. right right, right. you know what i mean and so people kind of get a little little scared before they come into a session with me i get people like yo i i want to start with you i just don't want to die i'm like yeah, nah. That ain't how we go, baby. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, fe- I felt a little what? crazy I after mean, that. But see, there's... All right, so I already knew who I was dealing with. Yeah. I, I, I Like, I know you. Yeah. And I know that there's a certain level that you can handle. Right. But what I think we did find out was where <laughs> your cardio respiratory yeah, system was Yeah, I don't lacking. do cardio. Like, so... Whenever I have to run or like weights are great for me in terms right. of like... Uh, that's easy. Upper body weights, super easy. But yeah. legs... And cardio, I hardly ever do. So that was the most. And I mean, like part. you know, to to be fair, like we have genetics working in our you know favor. Right. I think, especially as as black men, right, we are like, we are built for like superior performance. Yeah. I mean, that's the way we were created, and it's super easy for we us to like. If we work out for a month, we'll be in like shape. Bro. Yeah. I like I said, I don't work out of that often, but when I want to go in, right. That only lasts for a span of about two weeks, and I look crazy. Right. Dudes are like, yo, bro, what you doing? Okay, so let me ask you this. So whenever you dealt with a dude like the dude from Sex and the City, like an older white dude who doesn't have necessarily the right genetics, how do you deal with people that aren't seeing the results as quickly as some of your other clients? That's a huge difference, yeah. And and that's also like a complex situation because you got dudes like that who are looking at the Rotimis of the world and looking at, you know, like some of my people who receive like record-breaking results and they're like yo how how am i not 
And I'm like, listen, everybody is so different. We're so different. Chemically. Chemically, naturally. emotionally, mentally. We're, we're so different from one another that it, it's no way for me to do one set program for you and it worked the exact same way. Right. You know what I mean? It's just not possible. Do you favor uh, like high interval intensity training over strength and I guess resistance training? Or is it a little bit of a mesh of both? Yeah. I know. Oh, go ahead. I mean, um, to, I guess... Finish your question. So I guess so for some people, like, okay, so I, I've done insanity, right? I've done right. a form of high interval training, right? right. And I'd like the results come. Granted, it builds up. It's a lot of cardio. Right. It's a lot of cardio. But it does incorporate some strength testing and some strength and resistance. But there's no uh, there's no weights. There's no, there's no uh, uh, actual, right. uh, I guess, physical uh, resistance to training yeah i mean you, you don't got a barbell in front of you exactly right so i guess which one i don't want to say prefer but which one for training somebody like a row or like a luke james right. or like a, a mac wells like wh what would you recommend for them for right. them to in, in, in the shape that they got into so all right so there's two i'm, I'm gonna answer two of your questions because i think you asked two there's my preference my preference is probably more geared to how my body responds to work, right? The Whatever I'm putting my body through is the best results I get is probably through like high intensity with a mix of heavy weights. Right. Like I'll go do a crazy like speed interval on a treadmill and then come out and do like, you know, four rounds, eight reps of heavy work, you know, lifting, talking about deadlifts, talking about bench pressing. That stuff I do for myself personally right. because I know I know what's gonna happen to me. Gotcha. So you mix it and you incorporate both. For myself. Okay. But like it depends on your goal. Like if your goal is to like you you just wanna be like, oh, I just wanna lose this fat. Like I'm feeling super inactive. Mm -hmm. Then I think the best route for somebody who is overweight, somebody who's like obese, you bring that into a high intensity world something that's challenging but it's not gonna hurt you because with weight lifting you present a problem of oh if you're doing this by yourself your form is wrong or you know what i mean like when you're doing these things by yourself it, it becomes an issue because right. now i don't have the guidance to get me through this exercise or, or if i'm doing you. it the right way right. you know what i mean so it's i think it's it's all about apples and oranges to okay. be fair because everybody is like i said different so the spectrum changes and so does the you know gotcha and for and for the i guess for the female listener too i guess okay, so let me ask you that have you trained women as well right so do you have to tone down some of that when it comes to women or do you push them just as hard as you push men oh and then another question like a second part to that have you have, do you have classes where you can train women and men together yeah all right um so yeah i train i train women and when i do work with them it's about that assessment that initial assessment tells me everything I need to know. So when I'm dealing with somebody on a level of, like, I've dealt with ex-athletes, mm -hmm. people who have performed all their lives on optimum level, I deal with them accordingly, but I also maybe scale back on, like, the heavy stuff, but I also bring back into that they're the same type of person. Like, they still respond to the same kind of workouts the same way. Right. So I'm pusher the same way I would push a guy. Just less weight because obviously like, you know, she's a lot smaller depending on size and weight and all those things. Mm -hmm. Those are factors. Um, so the second part is, yeah, I, I do have classes at my uh, facility um, fitness sanctuary where we do a bunch of high intensity workouts, stuff like that, like body weight. These are all things that I feel like most people at least understand. Now, can they comprehend two different things? <laughs> But we do, you know, practice form, working on different people. And we even have people sometimes link with us after workouts. We we have to mm -hmm. because in a class environment, it's very easy to get lost. Gotcha. Yeah. People get lost all the time. They're like, yo, this shit moving fast. How can I get my form right? Because right. I feel like I'm I'm hurting. I'm something's wrong. Right, especially in a class where you don't want to stop everybody's. Yeah, I mean, there's no way. Like, it's no way. Right. So I, you know, I definitely also, you know, 
refer people to at least meet with me for a consultation when they're like when I notice form is off when right. I notice that things ain't necessarily going right you look uncomfortable um what what are some of the challenges you face with with uh with clients and other like for instance you know how if 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 I'm a barber and I have a client that comes to me all the time and then I found out he's going to another barber, <laughs> like I would probably be a little you upset. You cheating on me? <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's, it's like you're cheating on your barber. <laughs> so do, do uh, is there a challenge with with that in terms of training? Like, do you make sure that you try? Do like, do you try and keep your clients to yourself? I mean, listen, every like to me that that's just the cut. You know what I mean? Like you made the cut or not? Like. A lot of my clients go to classes and I welcome that because I want to it's, it's it's really not about the long term with me because I already understand what my my it factor is. Mm-hmm. Like majority of my clients, they come to me because I am the outlet for them. Right. Like I'm not the you know what I mean? I'm I'm not the greatest. I'm not the I will never profess, you know what I mean, to being that guy. I'm not the esoteric guru of fitness like there's so many other people that are better than me more qualified than me and so i know my if factor and i think as long as i understand that i never try to hoard clients so what do you think wait tom i have a have a follow-up to that so with the with the barbershop question right or that comparison right so a barber can always tell when you go to another barber based off of your hairline. Right. right. 1,000%. Right. <laughs> Dude, Baby, you be like, if somebody takes like a month off or a couple months off with you, do they be like, do, are, you, are you, can you tell like when they've been going to somebody else who isn't as good? Like, not, and I'm not talking about they haven't really right, right, done right. anything. I'm talking about they tried to like, oh, I'm going to just that That, that push-up or, looks a little different. Oh. Or, like, or like you probably have a situation where, I mean, you're a celebrity trainer, so I'm sure like your rates are what they are. What they are. Right, right. But I'm sure the people who like... Man, I could probably go to such and such here, and I can get a little and get less. The same thing, and then right? they come back to you like, uh, it wasn't. Yeah. so like, how do you? How are name a situation where you've um, kind of like seen? Don't you have to say no names? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but where where you've seen like, look, I can tell you've been, I can and, tell and you. you're just probably looking like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I mean, mm-hmm. do a pull and up. Then, <laughs> and this and this particular is funny because because of the very environment that we're in right now, we had this conversation prior to, <laughs> uh, like you know one of my clients or you know one of my good friends is is currently working with a different trainer and i I mean everybody got social media (laughs) you know i see the difference right they see the difference (laughs) it's 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 easy i don't gotta say it they don't gotta mention it Mm. but we all know what time it is (laughs) but um at the end of the day man it's it's really once again i'm so and i've spent 10 years really just getting to know what makes people want to work with me you know what i mean because i think you got to have that face-to-face self self uh i guess awareness and you know like okay what am i really dope at and why are people invested in what i'm doing right and i've realized like yo i just i i have my own personal it factor i lock in with clients on a emotional scale like i understand you i get to know you we become friends right. build a personal relationship right like like any anybody you've ever seen me work with you've seen them with me outside the gym right like we hang out and so that's that's what i bring i, I bring personality i bring that oneness with my client so i ain't never tripping sure. when you slide off because i already know what you thinking sure. right when you right. do slide off it you can't recreate what i created and so, that's just the way I feel. So what do you think separates you from other, like, what's your thing? Like, I have friends that have, like, like one of my boys, um, Joe, he has this thing called the Ocho system. Like, what's your, like, right, right, right. thing that you think separates yourself from other trainers? Because, I mean, New York City is so oversaturated with, with right. people that consider themselves trainers, yeah, right? Yeah, So what's sure. your, like, thing that you feel like your your clients can only get from you? Okay, um, like, and I, and, and I guess this kind of brings me back into just me, like, honing in on my abilities mm-hmm. and man i i know my stuff i know my stuff i've never had a client that didn't realize when they stopped working with me that oh shit i'm playing myself you know what i'm saying so right. i think there's a, a professional standpoint where i just understand my quality and my I, I know my craft but there's also like i said that personal factor that you you we're therapists right right we're therapists right. to an extent and so you're dealing with life. Yeah, I've, to- whole- I've told you so much shit. Right. In the gym. Like, like, I know so much about my clients. Yeah. Like, it's, it's become a family. It's become a relationship. 
And I think that when you're in that most vulnerable state, who else to be, who else to be in the shit with than somebody that you feel like knows everything about you can can relate to you. And so, like, I'm not I'm not I'm not telling you like, yo, get over here. We're going to change your I'm going to change your life. But it ain't going to be like this, like pill that you take. And life is different two days from now. No, we're going to cook. We're going to work. I'm never offering that, like, escape There's from... There's no placebo effect right. with your training. I'm never man. offering the escape from hard shit. Like, we're going to work. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to push you in ways that you never thought were possible. Like, you didn't think physically and mentally that you would go there. Mm. Like, I want you to have that mindset as if you're, like, completely broke. Mm. I want you to have that drive to get where we want to be. Like, like it is the end. Like it is this or death. What's the what's the quickest? All right. So what's the quickest transformation you've seen in a client in terms of physical, uh, the physical uh, look of it? Um. So, and and the quickest is all relative to right. who that person is. Um. I've seen I've seen transformations in in under five in five weeks. Mm. You know what I mean? Just because a person was genetically like like their disposition was just prepared for oh, I'm already optimum baby. <laughs> right. I'm baby. I'm I'm optimum. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go there easy. Right. And so that's the same way with myself. I'm like okay, cool. I know I can get a certain size in a matter of time. Like, right. Like mm-hmm. like three weeks, four sure. weeks. And so that that's irrelevant to me. The quickest because everybody want to know what that quick shit look right, like. Right? right, and that's a dangerous word. I think when it comes to fitness, is yeah. quickest because at first of all, like you said, everybody's different. But also, quickest is like is the connotation that oh, it's gonna come easier if I do it this way or if I right. try to beat around a path or beat around 100%. a bush. Now, if you want the results, you have to work for them. If you want to work for them, there's no quickest, easiest way. It's you set yourself a goal, a plan of where you are or where you want to be, and um, you know, and you with you know as your trainer right you know you guys work and build a plan upon that now let me ask you about the plan because i know we're, we're pr- pretty much just talking strictly fitness and, and workouts and stuff and i know you had mentioned earlier that you don't really you don't recommend counting carbs or eliminating carbs right. but do you put in a, like a, a fit uh not a fitness plan but a nutrition plan yeah one thousand percent. all so, right so yeah so what like what goes into a nutrition plan like is it the um, amount of stuff people should be eating a day how many times people should be eating a day yeah go ahead break that down for us all right so you want to monitor like i mean it's it's like it's either you're going to guess like is it is there there's a such thing as an educated guess and then there's like okay we're gonna we're gonna legitimately do the scientific method on this thing right right because we can't haphazardly lose weight if we just gonna throw shit up in the you know what i mean like it's no guessing so um yeah so originally like what what you want to do is you know, you want to count your protein. You want to make sure that your carbs are right. You want to make sure that the fats are all at. You want to make sure the numbers are lined up. Right. But so let's say for me, let's say I'm two twenty right now, right? I want to get down to two ten. Um, work out three four times a week, right? Right. So what would my nutrition plan like? How many? How much protein should I be eating per day, or how much carbs should I be eating per right. day? All right. So. The easiest way I can tell you this, because once again, I suck at math right. and I'm not a digital calculator. But what I can tell you is you can, it's, it's so simple. It's hard. Like you like that's the shit that kills me because I'm like, yo, people. And I mean, most people just aren't empowered with the information. And that's why, you know, why I have a profession. But if you go online, there's a fit calculator like you can literally put in your weight, put in your goal and with your goal. It will add up fats, proteins, okay. everything that you need. Break everything down right. per everything daily. that you need to have per per meal per serving. Okay, easy. It's the easiest thing. You go on Google, fat calculator, fat percent calculator is the simplest way for you to get those numbers. Now, the hardest part is, and this is by nobody's fault, we are completely at a detriment in society in terms of food. Mm. Now, I go into. now we're talking about the value of what food used to be versus what it is today uh-huh. and that's the hardest issue majority of society is completely malnourished and we don't understand why it's the reason because i mean we putting shit in all our food right and all the pesticides that 
you know, you know, get put into our stuff. The issue is that stuff is now de- like completely taking the core away from what nutritional value we used to gain from food. Right. Like we were like back in the day, Popeye was the man. And why was he the man? He was spinach. 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 Yeah. Spinach was the food to eat. But back then it had a, a nutritional score of I don't know what. But I know that now it's about 400 percent less than what it was before. Mm-hmm. Oh, spinach? Because spinach. Of the, wow. Not just spinach, but I'm talking this is just an example. Right, 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 right. But now the the value of spinach, to, I think to get to the value of what a one bowl of spinach is, you have to eat 40 bowls of spinach. Wow. How crazy is that? Yeah, that's wild. And so that that upsets me because we have so many different, I guess, you you have vegans, you have pescatarians, you these different diets and even these calorie cut like cutters or carb cutters we're already in a malnourished society so when you have these diets that say oh this will do this for you Mm -hmm. but they're not counting in a base uh like a food value system that is what it was before 20 years they're not counting that in it's completely short of that so when you cut calories or you count I mean, cut carbs. You're just cutting out nutrition now that you're, you're not even Now getting. your body's in starvation mode. Right, 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 right. You don't even have the minerals in the quality of food that you used to have 20 so, years ago. So speaking of like calories and, and cutting all that, like you obviously, you have a drink next to you now. You have some Kvarsia next to you. I don't know if you want your clients to know that. No, but. no, no. Everybody knows that. Okay. Knows that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But how do you cheat? Like how often do you cheat with your meals in terms of going out, after partying, eating late, drinking, having a good time? Um, do you smoke weed? Like what, what types of cheating do you allow yourself to do? So to address, to, to address that elephant in the room, I mean, listen, I, listen, what? all right. So, and, and this is, and this comes hey, into, hey, by the way, weed is legal in most states and, right now. And so. I, I appreciate yeah. that because Smoking it is, is not, has no so, like, nutritional factors. Yeah. Well, I'm saying it's smoke. I mean, no, it's, no, no. it's, it's, it's messing with your cardio. Or, it's or, about leisure. It's about yeah, leisure yeah. And, and, and working at the same time. Right. This is my profession. So, you know what I mean? Like, I think the whole, I guess the whole outlook of what, you know, fitness is, is slightly skewed or maybe placed in one position because it's like, yo, you either got to be this or you got to be that. Right. I never lived my life that way. Okay. So I can never like profess or be like, yo, I know exactly what you need right. to be that way, but this is what works for me. Right. And so I have vices like, man, I drink. Right. Like, I listen, I enjoy myself. I have a good time. Right. And I don't see, and I smoke a little weed. Right. But the point is, it's like, where's your balance? And yeah, I don't do that every day. Right. You'll never see me with a cup every day. Right. Because I wouldn't be able to perform at the level I perform. Right. I wouldn't be able to get up at 4 a.m. every morning. I was going to say, consistently, if you, if you watch Corey's IG, Corey's is, is, is consistently up 4 or 5 I'm, o'clock a.m. I'd be like, listen, and there'd just be nights I see Corey out at like 12 <laughs> o'clock in the morning. I'd be like, damn. How many hours of sleep do you He need? is consistent. All right. So listen, I don't know. Like, I'm, all right. So I'm an extremist. I'm an extremist. And when I factor in, in my mind, like, I know I'm doing this thing on my own. I started my business on my own. I didn't have anybody really pushing me to do it. And I had more people like, eh, do something else. So for me, I just understood like, yo, the people who are most successful at at doing what I'm trying to do, they get up at three in the morning. Mm. You know what I mean? And so when I think about the rat race, I'm just factoring it. Factoring in the time. Right. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. If I want to be, if I want to be where I want to be and that's the top, then I have to do it in a certain time frame that everybody else ain't really doing it. Right. In order to stand out. So I guess, and by this point, like your body's just adjusted to waking up at that time. Man. And, and people give me shit all the time for doing that. They're like, yo, you're going to burn out. And I appreciate the concern. Who the hell says some hating shit like that? Yo, listen, listen. I love the fact that you said that because immediately that's what I think about. I'm like, the more people ask me like, yo, you're like, you're crazy. Like, you know, there's a little like, 
naysayers right. that be like, yo, you're gonna burn Just out. because they can't do it. Right. Oh exactly. my yeah. God. You like, know what it is? People people who are in, man, I just was talking to, man, talking to Jones about this the other day, man. Like, people who are incapable of seeing something in themselves, right. boy, will never, will never believe that another person can do it. Like, ever. Like, boy. the people who tell you that you can't come from Come on Jesus. <laughs> Give me some of that Yeah Cause that you is know, it man Cause like I think I think in, in In a lot of systems I mean a lot of us are um, Taking Or non-traditional paths To get to something And we want things That are completely Non-traditional Indeed And building a A sense of generational wealth In one generation As far as with us And we know that It's extremely possible We also know what it takes And what 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 goes in and the kind of dedication that goes into that. So Man. when people tell you that like, oh, if you ain't hit if you ain't hit a hundred thousand right now at twenty eight, then you're not gonna hit a million by thirty something. You know, yo, get and it's get like out my face. Oh, because you've never seen it, or or at least like you don't know that it's capable that you're capable of that within yourself. And so what you're doing <laughs> is you're projecting that that lack of faith. Preach. You know, you're projecting that on me. You know, honestly, <laughs> I don't really need that. <laughs> but yeah, appreciate you. Stay blessed. Go about your way. And then I'm gonna yeah. see you in my thirties oh. when I pull up with my Bentley. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it is what it is. That really, yo, honestly. That's what that's what fueled this whole movement. Right. This 4 a.m. grind shit. Like initially, I was doing it because I was used to doing it with the swimming. I was already preconditioned to this shit. I was waking up every my pops would have me up at 4 a.m. for practice every morning. Mm. And so I hated that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hated that. But as I got older and started like implement imp, implementing that into my brand, more people that knew me personally would be like, yo, Corey, you going to burn out? And that shit fueled the fuck out of me. I was like, oh, matter of fact, I'm going to do this shit again just because you said that. And I just know that so many people want to impose their, their, um, I guess, they want to impose their their bullshit. They want to put their limitations on you. I'm saying like so many of understanding of listen, what, the limit of, of that. The shit is a glass ceiling. Like the lack of faith in one person will always project itself out against the next person who's saying something that defies Boy. anything that they can ever imagine. You know, right. I'm not you. <laughs> right. Like I'm not you. I'm better. Like, whatever. <laughs> whatever you believed in, because I I just believe in. If you take in what people or standards or statistics dish out, if you accept that as your reality, that's your reality. Like eight hours of sleep apparently is the norm. I don't believe in that. Right, right. And that it's, shit kind of turns. Like, honestly, I don't, like to, oh. I don't believe in it so much. It's and stamped. Yeah, eight hours of it's sleep. It's stamped. Yeah. I think it's, that's a trap. It's <laughs> like, nah, y'all need to sleep longer. Sleep at no, wait, 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 Address that. Address that from a, from a health perspective because for me, it's almost just just like I feel like if I sleep over five or six hours a night that I'm losing on something and I should be doing something. Oh, I baby. I shouldn't just be chilling. But from a, from a, a health perspective, speak on it like you can literally survive off of four hours of sleep a night. Listen, and 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 so I don't think I don't think because I can't I cannot refute what doctors are saying. Mm -hmm. I'm this is just Corey operating on Corey like I'm OK with y'all concerned about my health. And I will never be like, oh, I'm not going to profess to anybody, yo, get your, I said, if you want it, if not you, who, mm -hmm. if not now, when, the question is, <laughs> like, not meeting, how, how hard, how hard are you going to work for it? What kind of time, like, if your lifestyle is different, if you DJ, you may not have to get up at 4 a.m. like I get up. True. You know what I'm saying? So your lifestyle is different. I'm operating on purely myself. Right. And so I, I will never be like, yo, four hours of sleep might get you that job, that may not be the case. Right. It may never get you that job. So, man, on another note, uh, a question that you're probably either not asked because people are too uncomfortable to ask it or, right. or a question you're asked all the time is, how do you deal with 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 attractive women and, and the fitness room? Like, for instance, mm. if you met a woman out in public and you hit it off and she found out you're a trainer and you start dating her and she's like, oh, I want you to train me. Are you going to have a, like a question mark in here like, damn, do I charge her because we're dating? Or how, how does that, like, how, did, how sticky look, does look, it I'm, get? I'm going to stop you right there, bro. Because the funny the funny thing is I, I've been having this conversation the last two, two or three days. Okay. Like, people just bringing it up. But the crazy shit is if that ever happened, like, if it ever came to a point, and it has, part <laughs> of the reason why, like, a lot of my ex-girlfriends get pissed at me because I never train them. 
Okay. Ever. Like, I'm talking about, I've mm. never even gotten into the, like, regimen of, babe, let's go to the gym. Okay. I've never done that. And that's my own personal thing. Right. But I'm have so. They, have they asked you, though? Oh, no. Like, they're pissed Begging, with me because right. they're like, babe, you work out for a living. So, on the flip side of that, would you want another man, like, training your girlfriend, even though, if, being that that's your position? To like, be, you're, you're. Like, to be completely honest, bro. I don't care. Okay. I don't care. Mm. The reason why I don't care is because I don't really care for relationships right now. <laughs> like, I feel you. I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't really care enough about a relationship right now to really factor in, like, you about to go work out with another dude. Like, yeah. Babe, do what you got to do because right. I ain't going to do it. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right. I'm just I'm just really focused on my, on my situation right now. I'm really focused on my and, grind. Well, on the flip side of that, then, with... with you're not into relationships and you you made it clear that you will not train a woman you won't train a woman that you're dating but have you ever been in the situation where you're training a woman and you're like wow like she's really attractive like you start vibing as you're training her yeah. like at what point like have you know how does that fork in the road go like have you ever went left it's do you not, always go right it's not a fork in the road i'll be honest with you man <laughs> What? I, like, like, yo, and, and, and <laughs> the applications of what you just said. Like, let me know. It, it's <laughs> not no a limits. fork in the road. Ain't no limits. To be honest, it's a huge limit. Like, I do not. I've never, ever dated anybody I've ever worked with. Okay, that's dope. I firmly, that is one rule I abide by over everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, we come yeah. on. Like, you got that one rule. You gotta be professional about it. And I'm so. And not everybody's like that. Right. There are trainers no, yeah, that I absolutely. know that definitely have done that more than a few times. Listen, bro. And that tarnishes your your oh, reputation, yeah, bro. Yeah. Plus, if, I just, if it ends messy, then oh, it just that's comes a back bad thing. Or... That could mess up your whole business. Like, bro, that's that's one that's one thing. Like, I fully just like I'm so happy that I'm none of that. Like, I'm none of that. Right. And so, like, I firmly stand by that. If there's ever like I've had, come on, I've had attractive clients. I'm yeah. like. I notice it. Right. And they probably, sometimes they probably try to. Oh, no. And most times, yeah. most, right. most times, bro, I've dealt with females. I'm like, girl, if you don't get out of my face. <laughs> right. but, but you know the, what, though? That makes you more um, sought after. Man. Because like women, women talk about the good things. A hundred percent. And the bad. I mean, and if you're completely professional about that, because I, I probably will believe that next to maybe like, um. The psychologist chair that the weight room is probably a woman's most vulnerable moment. Boy, especially like in interactions with men. In those moments, they are the most vulnerable. So you right, have right. like, like, I mean, people. Now, I mean, guys and females are both vulnerable at that very moment. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm coming. Like, I'm coming to my a dude to train me. Right. Is a vulnerable position for any man. You like. You can't tell me it's not. Right, right. I, I can already think. I, like I've never been a, a client to anybody, but in my mind, I'm like, if I couldn't figure it out, then there's a point where I just like, I don't know. We like, you know what I mean? Like you a guy, so you just immediately have like this disdain for the whole pop, like process. Right, right. You're like, damn, I don't. Right. And for you know I, I, I can see from like for or at least from a female's perspective, them coming to you if they were to come on to you and you see they're noticeably attractive chances are they don't get turned down that often so for yeah. you to turn them down oh, is a crazy that's like, probably made my job a little harder right because i'm like so concrete it's like did he not see me like i came in with the fly shit today on, on purpose <laughs> on purpose like what's, what's up right. so i mean from the opposite end of the spectrum right i know you said that you know if you're or talking to a girl or whatever, like, and you, but she wants to get serious. You tell her that I'm on my grind, shit, right? I'm I, like, this, this is where I'm at right now, and this is where my focus is at. How tough is that? Because it's, it's, it's difficult, bro. Yeah, it's difficult because you know, I mean, I've had serious long term relationships, and within those relationships, I've had that very question, like, babe, like, like I'm talking about full blown arguments, like, babe, you know, it's new year, new me. And I can't get a body right with you? It's an issue. Right. Will you at least give them like a workout plan that they could go to the gym and do themselves? I've done some of that. Okay. But then I also know that it's not going like like it's not going to translate in paper, especially if they don't have the fundamentals. Right, 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 right. So is it better for you to just, if you meet a girl who's already in shape, like that way you kind of, you guys have your own kind of like 
separate worlds in which you guys operate as far as like how you guys are fine tuning your bodies like bro do you even care if a girl is in shape yeah i'm very curious to know how that works because i know like me as not a trainer like if i'm dating a girl like and she's trying to get on her workout stuff i would want to be getting on my workout stuff too we'll go to the gym together so if you see your girl for instance you meet her and she looks Say you meet a girl and she's 130 when you meet her, and then in a year she's 155, and you see her slipping a little bit, and she needs help. You being in the position to be able to help her, at what do you? What advice do you give her? What do you say as somebody who's not going to train his actual uh, Damn, partner? Damn, bro, y'all asking some tough questions. Listen, I, honestly, the 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 best part about me is that I just I'm so focused on my grind right now. I can't really. I can't really entertain none of that relationship shit, <laughs> to be fair. Like, that's just not my focus, you know? So when, when we talk about, you know, the whole relationship aspect and how do I, like, help out, I do my do like, I do just enough. Mm-hmm. You know, I do just enough. But at the same token, it's just not my, like, I don't care. Damn. I don't care, and I hate to sound heartless, man. Well, I mean, because, you don't sound heartless because you don't got a girl, so like, yeah, <laughs> there's nobody yeah. that you're speaking about right you now. You know what I mean? But, like, for anybody that's listening... I think that if you can kind of grasp where I'm coming from, it's just like, yo, there's so many people. I like I'm still learning my my routine. I'm still learning my rules. You you're literally the the person, you're the definition of somebody who doesn't mix business with pleasure, I guess. No, one thousand percent. I mean like, when your business is your lifestyle yeah. and your lifestyle is what like that is where you find enjoyment. Yeah. And or pleasure, then like that is you can't. It's it's also funny because my cousin, she's married to a barber, and she cuts her hair short like us. And I'm just imagining him saying, "I'm not cutting your hair. (laughs) Like you got to go to another barber." (laughs) Bro, I don't. Bro, no girl that I've ever dated, they know like I'm not styling you. Dave's like, I'm not picking out your dress. Well. But like I'm not But that's lightly, not gonna be lightly. my no, That's not gonna be my wow. thing Like if you but can't lightly. figure out So like that's what I asked you That's why I asked you that question About like a girl Who already works out Because oh, Any girl I talk to She has to already become ready made Like if we <laughs> both if, if we both If we both evolve yeah, Everybody together, want the microwave ready Get me I right mean, Easy I mean, bake but, but if Or like just at a certain level So that yeah. there's some type of like Equally yoking yeah. And like Like alignment Because like outside of that Like if 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 you know that I'm super aesthetically inclined, then like how can I talk to you if you if you dress like that? Or are you like I'm just I've right. tried it. You know what? That's why I know because I've tried it. I've tried to talk to a girl who's just like pretty or just whatever. But just like, hey, I'm not Kanye. I don't have all this bread to just be like, look, hey, here's all this helmet laying. You're wearing this now. Like I I just don't have to do it. I don't have to do it. And I'd rather just have somebody who's a boss in their own might and can also like throw in, you know, like Further, that's, like hell yeah. But that's my that's really where it come from because I'm like, yo, listen, anything that I really want, any person that I care to like fully, fully like, I guess, settle down with has to one, like, meet me at the table. Uh-huh. And in this respect, it's like, oh nah, you what you what you mean? Like if you ain't getting up and going to the gym on your own, baby, have a good day. Right. Right. And so there's certain things I'm just not willing to settle for. So that's like a must for any and those, and those are mind frames like too. If, like if I'm like I I'm, I'm, I'm going to cut you off. No, go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. If I met a chick, if I met a chick that was in the gym frequently, we would never have that conversation. My life is consistent enough in this realm so that I don't have to worry about you getting right. But if you were that girl, we'd be in a gym together because I wouldn't have to work to get you. You're not a client, right? Hmm. That's the thing. Like, I, this is emotional labor. I work day to day with people, talking to people, getting to know people, and hearing everybody's go through. You right. think I want to do that with you too? And then you have bad days as well, right? Yeah. So how do you? So all right. For instance, like as a as a person who has to do on camera work from time to time, it doesn't matter what type of day I'm having. What, my, I could have lost my dog this oh, morning. Man. If I have to get on camera and perform, I have to get on camera and perform, and the audience cannot know that I'm having a bad day. So whenever you're dealing with clients that are going through, for instance, maybe a divorce or something crazy, and you have to make sure their spirits are up, but if you're having a terrible day, how yeah. do you mask that? Like, Or have you been able to not mask that, or how does that work for you? Bro, the one thing, nobody want to hear that shit. I, I just know anything I got to complain about is really like, bruh, nobody wants to hear that. And so when it comes to like something like, like I have bad days, I have complete shit days and like I'm on camera every day because I got to come. You don't you paid such X amount of dollars to not hear me bullshit. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? To get results, and that's just that. To push them. Right. So, I mean, yeah, I build rapport. I build this rapport with my clients. And so we become besties. Like, we could talk about anything that we're going through. And that that also helps me. Because when I do create that relationship, if I do have something that's, like, bothering me that day, I don't have to necessarily be in character. But it does still, on a professional scale, I still have to check myself at the door. Like, all right, cool. Corey, there's a limit to how much you're going to be shit. Mm-hmm. Right? You feel like it, but I need you to be on on your A. And that's just what it is. Right. Do you have ever have clients that like wanted to work with you and like they want to work with you, right? But when it comes to the end of the day, like they're just not cutting it, like they're just not pulling their weight, or you don't feel like they're holding up the end of the bargain. Like, what's that conversation like? Or yeah. do you just say, "I I want to work with you, but I just can't because you're not putting the work to get the results." Well, I, I don't think I would ever respond to anybody like that. Okay, but I think there is a requirement that I set for any client i'm like listen i'm going to need x from you and i'm going to give you y we need to meet here in the center if there comes a place in time where that's like uh we not we not it's you're not pulling your end Mm -hmm. then like we have to split ways we finish out this package and we out (laughs) because once again my job is completely emotional labor like there's manual I'm fully emotional. I'm tied into you. I hear you. I deal with you. And so that, that's, yo, bro, that's the the craziest thing because then I want to be by myself after I'm done (laughs) in the day. I don't want to be next to nobody. I'm like, if you come to me with another problem and you're not my client, I'm like, yeah, good job. Right. Have a good day. Right. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So what's next for you, man? I mean, I know you train people on a daily basis. You train celebrities, but I know that's not your end goal per se. Like, I know you have a bigger uh, picture goal in mind for yourself over the next year or two years or whatever it may be. Right. So where do you see Corey Rouse fitness a couple years from now? Like, what's your what's the, <laughs> what's your pie in the sky goal? I, I think it's even funnier that you said Corey Rouse fitness. The thing is, I never looked at my brand as a fitness brand. <laughs> Like I've always been a like for me, I've always been inspirational. Like there are things I feel like I'm just so much bigger than fitness. Right. Like I've never initially, I think when I started my brand, I knew that that was the forefront. Mm-hmm. But inspiring, motivating other people was what my my initial journey was like. It, it was like, yo, I know about struggle. I know about pain. I want to get you through that. And that's how we going to get through this process. Like I said, I'm not like I never profess to be the best trainer. I'm going to spiritually move you through this this process. Mm. And so I think my next thing, uh, we got a couple of projects going where it's I'm literally just documenting my entire process with myself. And, you know, as I'm building this band of clients, it's becoming a family. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to show people how to separate yourself from this huge task and create habits that are long-term while living life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like living life. 1,000%. And so it's, it's really... It's, 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 <laughs> it's really about, man, just, just trying to bridge the gap between hard work and, and play. Like, I'm the balanced dude. Like I want, I want it to be realistic for for Joe. I want it to be realistic for homie on the corner. Right. Yeah, because I, that's where I come from. I feel and you. I'm, and I'm and I'm and I'll be damned if people are gonna sit here and make a make a brand out of me that's like fake. Like I, I've never been the dude that was a vegan. I've never been the dude that was eating veggies every day. Right. But there's a fine line. I think there's a medium. And so I just want to, you know, empower those people who who look at that task as something huge and kind of make it a smaller thing. And you know we can all make progress. Dope, man. Go Eagles, though, because I know you're a Philly oh, fan too. Baby. And we about to win the Super Bowl next oh, week. Oh, baby! I mean, there's a hell of a lot of Eagles fans in New York. I listen, tell you what? It's different. It's there's different. two in the room. <laughs> there's only a few that you've ever met. <laughs> no, I know a lot of Eagles. Fans. Real Eagles fans? I know a lot of Eagles fans. Have they just started cheering? No, I know a lot of people. I know who a lot just of Eagles cheering. Fans. Well, I mean, Philly is right next to New York. It's really not that it's far. Just, it's just really I mean, weird. With two, you can tell who the new Philly fans when you ask them who their favorite quarterback right. was. 
Uh, Carson Wentz. Oh, baby, really? <laughs> When'd you start that? <laughs> Nick Foles. Right. Nick Foles. Nick Foles is the man. Wait. Nick so Foles has been the god for six weeks. Oh, that's crazy. Like, so with the Super Bowl being next week, it's like just a lot of, a lot of stuff happening back to back to back. Man, we Belichick. We got <laughs> Belichick. We got a. Uh, we happen to have the Grammys in New York for the first time in a while. 15 years. Yeah. So, you know, and if you know anything about New York, then anytime there's like a major event, like I remember when the All-Star Game was here. Gets nasty. Was, <laughs> yeah, man. Not it only does it nasty. get nasty, but it just gets really, yeah, it's just really like the, the nature of, of New Yorkers is like to be another very beast. savage. <laughs> it's, at, a, it's another beast. At oh, yeah. every event. It because is savagery. <laughs> with, with all this money comes activations, comes events, comes private invites stuff and this was man. the first time I've seen New York like that in a long time though like I don't remember the last huge event All-Star Weekend All-Star Weekend All-Star All-Star Weekend and Fashion Week I guess so I was working I didn't get to experience yeah, All-Star week. Weekend was, in that, that way that was around the time we was training yeah, yeah, we were training around yep. that time, but I was working. Yeah, I was working were, so yeah. heavily within the All Star Weekend that I didn't get to really like get in. Yeah, pull the the events like that. I definitely enjoy that enjoyed. <laughs> I definitely enjoyed Grammy Weekend though. Yeah, Grammy, Grammy Weekend was dope. Yeah. I was like burnt out by Saturday. I didn't do it. I yeah, just no, chilled out. I quit. I quit. I quit Saturday. It was fun though because I I got to see all everybody in this room right here. Yeah. We were at the like the, we the, the most popping events. We were together. at something together, and for we sure. each collectively went there separately, and we got to see each other so it was, it was pretty there were some wins in there for yeah. sure yeah i mean what you think about this this belichick situation man the belichick situation i mean just the pats man Listen, put it like I, this yeah if the eagles lose if it's a close game and the eagles lose i'm probably gonna say and we had some bs calls i'm gonna be like yo you gotta call a spade a spade like the league wants tom brady to have another ring like oh this 40 something year old dude he's like they lo everybody loves a rudy story right yeah but if <laughs> the eagles go in there and like bust their ass like they're supposed to as a hungry team that's been doubted yo we were counted out as soon as carson as soon as carson got injured dog we were counting out yeah. before that. Yeah, people were like, "Oh, the Eagles are going to win like six games this season." Their quarterback is a second-year quarterback. He's going to have a sophomore slump. Nah, I see two extremes. I see two very, very prominent extremes. You got the the guaranteed winners, like guaranteed winners. And when I look at it, I'm like, on paper, I'm like, ah, we about to play them. Yeah, right. But then you also have like that hunger factor. Exactly, that hunger factor has got to be greater than the Patriots greatness. didn't look hungry at all when they beat the uh, the the Jaguars the other day. It's the Jaguars. I mean, the Jaguars are real. Their defense is insane. But Tom Brady and they were they were down like they were they were down up until what the second half or whatever. I didn't even watch the game, but I know they were down. The Eagles were down for one series, and that was it. So so here's what it will come down to. Shut the. F uh, I want to hear what why? you have to say. Why? Why? These are two why? Eagles fans. I'm getting exactly. So your information is a little biased, a little and you're not, biased. And you're not right, exactly. Cool. So let me give you two. I'm from actually a, not biased. From an, I got you. Well, Go from ahead. an unbiased perspective, what it will take is the front four from the Eagles will have to get to Tom Brady without blitzing. If if the front four, if the defensive front four yeah. can get to Tom Brady and give him pressure, because that is the way to beat him. You have to keep him on his feet. You have to keep him looking around his shoulder because if he gets comfortable in that pocket, he will dink and dunk. You to and death. I think they have the possibility to do that. I mean, Our front four are some of the best in the which NFL. Is, which is why I don't think that's why I think the spread on the game is only four, four and a half. It was six and went down to four. Four and a half right. for the Patriots. For the Patriots, right. Because I mean, like I said, the, the Eagles defense was pretty damn good, just like the Jaguars defense was, right? right? Yeah. But you what cannot happen is you can't leave three minutes on the clock with Tom Brady no. going down the field. Nothing. Because that he that is what he does. That is you what can't he leave is. three minutes. You have no, to be no, no. up at least 17 you points. You have to dominate yeah. Tom Brady. He will find Gronk. I don't he even want to play. Amendola. He will find Chris Hogan. He will find anybody those, that's those, able those to be will, a catchable receiver. Those will be his dink and dunk seven-yard pick just pass plays that if he has time in the pocket he will find them and they will first down you to death yeah that it's, is their mo that is what they will do so bro, i mean it it's will, almost like I, I just have my boxes that's all i care about yeah i put, I put my my hundred dollar boxes up as long as the score ends in a certain different way i can win up to ten thousand dollars. no no, no. we can't even play with brady at all it's we can't play with him at all i don't want to go in the third next to his score i don't want to go in the fourth next to his score 
the point is you have to dominate him completely. Right. If you keep Brady off the field, you keep your offense on the field, you're able to run the ball and run the clock down without giving him the ball, that's going to be your best chance. And honestly, that's what the Eagles have been doing the past yeah. few weeks. No, no, for sure. Nick Foles does not make mistakes. He does not throw interceptions that, like that. That man right Period. there he he is He will possessed. not give you – Nick Foles, even though he gave us 300 and something yards in the NFC Championship game, Nick Foles' MO is – Going like 17 for 22, a modest 250 yards, maybe one or two touchdowns, keeping the ball safe. And we hand it off to our workhorses. And don't and turn, and don't, do not turn the ball over. Right. And the Eagles don't turn the ball over like that. In the past, like in the past five weeks, they've only turned the ball over like three times. So listen, winners win. I, I really have a good win. feeling. I've been an Eagles fan. Obviously, I have a good feeling every year. But in this situation, I, I feel like this is the best we've looked in a long time. Yeah. I mean, Cylinders are rolling. Kenny was with me at the NFC Championship we, game. We lost and, my Shady McCoy. But we you know what? If 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 Chip Kelly didn't blow up that team, I don't think we'd be in the Super Bowl right now because yeah, we yeah. needed a whole brand new slate. We did. So we does, did. Does Chip Kelly get to ride down? Uh, Fuck Chip Kelly. No, <laughs> because <laughs> Chip Kelly better never show his face in Philly. I think, I think Shady had like a little. He had a little like stank on the team. You know what I mean? They, there was a yeah. like there were reports where people really didn't really rock. I mean, with if him you see his interviews, so sometimes his ego is crazy. Yeah, his ego is ridiculous, and so that can be poisonous to a team as, as a whole. For but, sure. Uh, but yeah, shout outs to the Super Bowl. It's gonna be a fun, fun game to watch. Yes. Yeah, so um, score prediction. I'm gonna go ahead and say 21-17 Eagles. 21-17. Yeah. Corey. Um, I'm gonna go and say 28. 21 uh, Pats Right I I forget what my numbers are I think I have like a 5 and a 4 And like a 2 and a 5 Whatever my numbers are in my boxes I don't care what the score is As long as it ends in one of those two numbers um, If I had to make a prediction I'd say 34 25 35-24 Pats I don't think the Pats are going to be able to score 35 points. I don't know. Like I said, I don't see I can't see the here's the thing. I'm just going off one of my numbers and I don't see a 25 and a 14. I guess that's possible too, but so that's why I say 34-25. Uh 35-24. Dave. So far I'm the only person that thinks the Eagles are going to win. <laughs> Listen, I'm like I'm only looking at that boy Belichick and Brady, boy. But they're beatable, man. I've seen the, the Giants do it twice. They're beatable. They're, the Giants no, no, no. Did it twice. They fucking beatable. And the Giants team that beat them. They beatable. Oh, you found it that time, huh? <laughs> <laughs> when I was hitting them gems, nigga, they hit that shit. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say nothing. <laughs> the Giants team was definitely not that good. I mean, they a wild card nine and seven Giants team okay. beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. They yeah, were no. they made it by the skin of their teeth. I just think of that boy Brady. And I think about what, but he's not that same boy Brady. Oh, he's an old man. Like I, you know what's so funny? Could mess him up. You know, you know what's so funny? You know what's so funny? That is the false. That's the biggest false statement I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I I see what you're saying. Like when you think about what that man has done, one, when you get when you get screwed, you'll never forget. Like you ain't never forgot when you got screwed by somebody. And the Patriots, I mean, the Patriots saved his ass, but the fucking NFL screwed oh, they, they, that they man before him. he got drafted. Yeah, they did. Like, they left him in the sixth round. Like, come on. Not to mention that, Roger. That Gilles hurt, though. My man was him. thinking about. So he got suspended for four games last year. But my man was thinking about being a salesman. Right. So then I have a question. So I know Roger Goodell and Tom. Roger Goodell and the Patriots Nation, they don't fuck with Roger Goodell at all. But why is it that everyone assumes that the NFL is fixed for the Patriots then if Roger Goodell has shown that, or quote-unquote shown that he doesn't fuck with Tom Brady? That's just haters on a on a hater scale. It's haters on a hater scale. I mean, if you were to had to pick a, 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 a Super Bowl, would you have picked Minnesota versus <laughs> no. Jacksonville or the Philadelphia market and the New England market? Not to mention New England has... I mean, they've taken over as America's team, right? Right. They've taken over the Cowboys. So, I mean, I would I would say that might have had something to do with it. They, they still generate ratings. No yeah. Which way you cut the cake. Um, I've seen numerous calls this season uh, go in favor of the Patriots, and not too many go against them. I mean, what whether that has anything to do with a league bias or what may have you. I mean, yeah. that's, that's all fodder for I mean, uh, it's just like the NBA with LeBron. Like, yeah. like 
you know, yeah, I've seen LeBron travel fifteen times. Yeah, that shit. <laughs> but you've seen it all. Not once. You've seen it all, and I think when you have moments like a, you know, deflating shit, <laughs> like your boy. Yeah. But the point is, I think when you see moments of weakness or a chink, and you that when people make that like huge, oh, this is it. Like that was it. That's the reason why you've been winning. Right. They try to take away from why you've been well, so just, great. Also, with Father Time, like it's a, you're supposed to hit that wall eventually, right? Right. At 40, I mean, that's when every, like Brett Favre hit it at 40. Limitations. Peyton Manning hit it at 40. <laughs> I yeah. mean, Tom Brady is going to win the MVP at 40, right? So, yeah. I mean, it's an impressive streak. I've had, to, as a Jets fan, we face him two times a year every single fucking year. So, it's like... You you hate him, but you, at, at the same time you admire a you true a true him. NFL dynasty in the making. Not you have to, to. Not to mention it's happening, man. Bill Belichick was a coach for two days. Like, <laughs> I mean, they said it up, like like bro, people can't stand greatness. They love it, but they can't stand it. Especially yeah. if they're beating you. If they're beating you, you're constantly reminded of I had a shot, no. and that guy, that guy, he just kept happening. Like whatever was going on, like if he's using something or whatever, they try to figure a way. Supposedly, to the dis- Eagles, the Eagles, uh, Steve Spagnola, uh, the Eagles' former defensive coordinator, back when the Eagles made it to the Super Bowl in 05, he came out today and he said that he believes the Patriots were were doing Spygate at that time and were able to see when the blitzes were coming and when certain defensive calls were coming that the Eagles were sending to Tom Brady. Because, I mean, remember, the, the Eagles only lost by bro, three points. Bro, that... that Donovan that, like, McNabb... Boy. Donovan McNabb dropped the ball per, yeah, per the, usual. Literally, yeah, literally. Yeah. Um, that, that I can't... Yeah. yeah. I can't touch him. Yeah, boy. Right. I can't touch him. <laughs> I can't touch him. <laughs> it's turning into but, like, uh, like Philadelphia but not, man. Mike Fratello hour right now. But, but yeah, uh, Jesus. anyway, Corey, we appreciate you coming through, my man. dude. It's been uh, awesome. It's been great. I love yeah. you guys, man, for sure. So this was this was great. So I'm gonna I'm let Kenny close right, out the tab. Right, it's been a long, it's been a long time uh, trying to get to you. Uh, definitely, you've been hearing about. It.